0: Welcome to the Connie G show, everybody. My name is Conrad, and how are you
1: buddy? um i got today is twenty first of september and uh, ninety eight degrees out great band again today so I got a piece of cheesy rice stuck in my tooth right now or one like in a
0: Either in a cavity or in a crack. I can't tell if it's in the
1: in the flossy part or in the I don't know, the pool, the tooth pool that people have or I have. But anyways. <clears throat> cheesy rice is pretty good, dude. I I just walked out here, it's like six in the evening here in Prague, Oklahoma. Um had kind of a a good day, I guess. Been in a weird mood all day, but that's
0: normal, I think, for me. It's normal to be abnormal I think is is the thing. So anyways, for dinner, I thought we were gonna have leftovers because a couple nights ago my uh lovely bride made pork chops and Our pork steak and I think one steak, one sirloin steak. And she did them on the oven, but they were all really good. And I sliced them real thin. And then Jonah and I made tacos out of them, kind of like fajita tacos. And we still have that left over. And then last night when I was out here doing this, she was in there making spaghetti. And so walked in, and that's that's Rowan's favorite, is spaghetti. And there's leftovers of both these things now. And then she texted me today. She's like, I'm going to make some baked chicken before church. And I was like, there you go, you know. I mean, okay.
1: I didn't really care because I felt like there's plenty of food to eat, but. So she baked some chicken legs and, or
0: chicken thighs, whatever. I don't know if, chickens have legs, but they're not, you know what I'm saying. Like drumsticks. She baked chicken drumsticks. I don't know. That's a thigh. I feel like that's a thigh. They cut it off at the knee, basically. You don't get that calf, that chicken calf. That's the good stuff. Um, And she baked them. But on the oven, she made that cheesy rice. You can buy this stuff in a bag. Like it's a go down the aisle in your grocery store where usually where the seasonings are and then also like your hamburger helpers and your stuff like that. You're going to find this bag of cheesy rice. They have like all different kinds, Cajun seasoned rice or herbs or garlic or much like if you buy instant mashed potatoes, you can, there's just a terrific amount of dollar pouches that will pretty much, you know, it's the same stuff that we send overseas to all the distendants out there, all the people out there with the distended bellies that need food because they don't have any agriculture or infrastructure to they don't have a damn grocery store so america instead of giving them a grocery store and teaching them we just send them you know big old bags of cheesy rice and peanut butter that's what we do to fix the problem because like a lot of times if you're answering the phone for america most of the time it's not china and it's not england and it's not india
1: it's like uganda you know what i mean it's it's um, oh, just some sort of
0: poor, you know, out in the jungle country or out in the desert country, and they're just calling to be like, "Hey, is this America?" And whoever answers like, "Yeah, it's America." And, hey, can you send us some food? And we're like, "I guess I we just did," you know? They're like, "Yeah, we ran out," and so we send them the rice that I ate for dinner. So we'll, as Americans, we'll package it up and sell it for a buck to each other. And then what we'll also do is send it overseas to
1: the hungry nations that need it. And, you know, I kind of stayed away from it for about
0: probably 15 years of my life, maybe longer, maybe 20.
1: Um, Because growing up, my mom um as great as she was at having children and you know
0: arguably you could even say she was really great at raising them i don't know if that's i don't know if that's true or not i don't know if she got lucky or if god raised us you know a lot of that's faith a faith-based raising
1: um because you know, you kind of notice things as you get older and you're like, how can you let that happen? That kind of thing.
0: So, but none of us, we're all still here. All eight of us, all seven siblings of mine and, and myself um, were able to make it. And that's due in large part to her efforts as a mother and 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 my dad for sure as as the anchor. So, I don't know. But I know one thing is I grew up with somebody that did not know how to cook at all. And it's not her fault. Um, I mean, it is. Eventually, it becomes your fault. You know, like there's a part where you're raised in a, you know, your mom's always cooking and she's in the kitchen and you pick it up. That's not my grandma. My mother's mother is.
1: Like. She is depression. She's got a depression palate. Depression era palate. She will eat. She'll watch you scrape something off a side. She'll eat it. She does not have. She's not a
0: germaphobe by any means. Which also like flavors and st- doesn't. You could take her to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, or you could take her to Burger King, and you could take the the you could order a Whopper, and pull the buns off, and pull all the toppings off, and set the the crappy patty right there on the plate. And then right next to it, have a perfectly on a heated plate, Roost crisp steak cooked medium rare. And she would use her fork and knife and cut both uh, a chunk, a bite of each of those off and take a bite. And she wouldn't notice any difference. She would say, Oh, those are both really good.
1: And that's, then she raised my mom. Kind of, kind of. She raised my mom. My mom kind of had to fend for herself.
0: But my mom never took an interest in getting better at cooking. That's the thing that is
1: kind of sad when people, you know, food is such. What do you got? You got sleeping, you got being awake, and you got eating. You know what I mean? Maybe going to the bathroom.
0: Those are things that are universal that we all do. You have to do, or you die. And to not. Make like the best sleep, like people that have to sleep on, you know, beds like I do, or that's why people invest so much in their sleep. Like, that's why you always hear commercials like, Are you getting a bad night's sleep? And everybody's like, Yeah, I think I am.
1: I think I am. And that's why, because that's a significant part of your day is sleeping. And so if you're not rested, you
0: feel lethargic and it affects the rest of your day, you know, and because typically it's your diet that is actually causing that lethargy but you don't want to change your diet you think well maybe i can buy a better mattress or buy a supplement or smoke drug or whatever i have to do and that's going to help me rest better when it's probably a combination of everything and probably none of it has to do with taking a supplement usually it's probably you know your diet your exercise your activity throughout the day and that we're humans and we're not meant to do what most of us do, which is sit in an air-conditioned, you know, with no sunlight area and look at a screen like I'm looking at here. That's what most people do in America. And so then they're like, I don't know why I can't sleep. It's like because you're not – you're doing something that's like anti-human, you know. If you go out and just do anything in the sun and get that sun vitamin on you, dude, like you don't have to make money to sleep good is what I'm saying. You know, you go over to, you go over to the desert, the Africa desert country, you got a bunch of people that they might've done nothing laid in the, in the sand all day, you know, with fishing, the big old wooden pole there. And they just, you know, they, they might be them dudes that got the big hoops in their ears or that big, long ringed, you ever seen the people that put the rings around their neck, they get that huge ass long neck. And those dudes might just be sitting there, one leg over the other, leaning back on one arm with a fishing pole. That's what they did all day, but they're exhausted when they get home. It's because the sun takes it out of you,
1: you know? The sun is powered by human energy. And I think that what we do is we sit in front of a screen all day
0: and we don't get any of that. We don't get that sucked out of us, and then we're on a screen when we get home and then it's like it's time to settle down for rest and we're like what what do you mean i have not you know my my heart rate has
1: not went over 120 today like settle down from what you know so but if you're not going to exercise you still got to eat decently or
0: i don't even care if people eat bad i actually understand it most of the time The best food is the worst for you. So I'm on board with it, but I do not understand people who don't enjoy eating good food. Like, it doesn't mean anything to them. And that was what I was raised in. And so I was lucky enough to find a beautiful bride that also enjoys good food, But
1: and she comes from a mother who is constantly exploring recipes you know they're constantly cooking something up in the kitchen you know if i go to my in-laws my mother-in-law will be like hey i i made you uh i made a
0: bunch of sourdough pizzas I'm, i'm trying to do this new thing with sourdough and i'm making a crust out of sourdough and no, I made my own sauce, and I'm, I don't know if it's any good. And, of course, it's great because it's all grown. She grows it, you know. It's like we used some of the beef from the cattle that we just grew. You know, it's, everything's fresh, farm to table, and she knows how to season it and cook it good. You know, I go over there. It's, oh, we did bacon-wrapped um, jalapeno poppers from the jalapenos I grew in the garden, and I made, my own, I made my own cream cheese. I learned a recipe. I'm making my own cream cheese. And it's like, you think it's any good? It's like, of course. It's the greatest thing ever. It is the greatest thing ever. Now, if you gave it to my mom, she'd be like, whatever, I I prefer Sonics. I prefer Sonics jalapeno popper. And she'll tell that to people. And people will be insulted by it, but they don't know her background. Her background is bird. You know what I mean? Her background is eating like a bird. And so would you go out and ask uh, one of those scavengers? My grandma Betty is like a vulture. Would you go ask a vulture if, if your egg salad recipe is good? And the vulture looks up as it's eating a dead, you know, armadillo carcass in the middle of the road. Would you want that opinion? Or would you be like, oh, this person probably doesn't know what good food is or care? Well, maybe I shouldn't ask a vulture. And that's what it's like asking my,
1: my mom and my grandma, her, her mother. So it's what I guess what I'm getting to is it's been there was a
0: tr- tr- trauma that was done to me as a youth that I didn't even realize was being done to me. Meaning I was being fed as if I was one of the distendants in one of these
1: um just really unfortunate parts, underdeveloped parts of the world. These
0: people don't have a choice. You know, you don't just get born and be like, hey, we should start raising hogs and selling pork to the community. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't even know what a pig is maybe. You don't have a farm or ra- and you don't have any background in any of that. You don't even know it exists. So you just keep dipping your dirty hand into that peanut butter that the American government sends you and you eat that cheesy rice. And that's what sustains you until you do spear a zebra and try to not, you know, try to keep it from going rancid. You eat the good part before it goes rancid. There's no, there's no seasonings. There's no Guy fietti, you know, going to diners, drive-ins and dives Uganda. You don't know what you're doing when you cook that zebra and it's tough and it's not even as good as the rice America sent you. And that's how these people live. And that's how I lived a whole, my whole childhood.
1: Unknowing. And so the day that I said, I do the day that I, um, married my wife, I told her I was like I don't want to eat like that. You know, if we're going to cook dinner, we're better cooks than this. We can cook. Let's do it. And she was all for it. And so but there's there's an anchor, you know, there is a imprint on my psyche that packaged food it's in my
0: genetics. You know the the deliciousness of a highly processed, prepackaged food is genetically woven into my DNA, and so as long as I avoided it, it was fine. Like the hamburger helpers of the world, you know how many times growing up I had a hamburger helper? Every time. It wasn't even a helper
1: anymore. He was a paid employee, hamburger, paid employee. Is what we would call him. He was, that glove was a fixture in our family growing up. It meant a lot to us. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a booger stuck in my throat. <laughs> or maybe that rice lodge loose. One of my teeth. What I'm getting at is, even though we avoided the second-tier food throughout my marriage and as we've raised our
0: kids, for the most part, now it, it becomes almost a novelty. You know what I mean? Now it becomes like a frozen pizza night or a hamburger helper night, which we haven't had that in years. You know, we do a frozen pizza night maybe once every couple weeks. And I love frozen pizza. There's no better pizza, in my opinion. Um, And it's because of the highly processed nature of it that you can't find that in a fresh pizza. Take me to Italy, I'd be like, this is great. This is really good. And I can kind of see what you guys are doing here, making it kind of fresh and stuff. Doesn't taste processed, though. Doesn't taste like you could freeze this and keep it in your freezer for about six or seven months and then eat it and have a great... doesn't taste like that. And that's what I like because that's ingrained in me genetically.
1: And so as we've... You know, as um, regular fitness routine and um, that
0: aspiration of health has become more and more part of my life and my wife's, I feel almost more comfortable allowing a cheat day to come in a cheat day where we have the cheesy rice and tonight when she made it, it's like this is that's really great rice you know i get that there's no nut- tr- nutritional value to it and they'll be like oh yeah there's actually they put seven grams of protein in it you know on, whatever it's clearly it's not good for you because it, if it was it wouldn't taste so good and be so dang easy to make it's bad for you but I think it's good to have that. I think it's good to have a mixture. You know, you don't want to be, it's always good to be
1: in the middle, I think. You know, in almost every aspect, to to just be able to understand, don't close it off. If somebody tells you that, um, you know, if you talk to uh,
0: a recent immigrant or something that, just got back from Martha's Vineyard, and they say it was beautiful there, take their word for it. Don't be jelly. I'm sure it is. I know it's overpriced, of course, but that's fine. That's their world. That's their bubble. You know, and you can hate that it exists. You can think that it's a waste of resources and, and money, and, you, and it is. It absolutely is, and it's then that wealth is passed down. You know, through the family and split up and then manipulated and reused and all this different stuff. And all that's true. And it's always by people that will always put their thumb on people like me. I know, but that's their life. That's what they do. You know, they don't, I can't tell them not to be that. Just like I can't tell Grandma Betty to stop eating that armadillo off the road. That's who they are. And people can change. You can say, you can be like me and be like, I was raised on, Eating armadillo road, and I've evolved. I won't eat that every night. I won't do it if it's the primary meal. But as a side dish, to have a delicious overprocessed treat, of course, of course, I will give in on that. Of course, there's a deliciousness factor that I'm of an armadillo on the road, and of course, there's something good about Martha's Vineyard, sure. And I hope those kids had the time of their lives up there. Those ones that um, the governor of Florida sent. I hope that those people treated those people good. And
1: I hope a lot of them get to stay. You know, I do. And I don't think I'll ever get there. I'm not 40 yet. I'm getting close to being 40 years old.
0: And I know that my dad is older than me. That's obvious. And he's never been, and I know my grandpa's even older than both of us, and he's never been. It's kind of like going to college, dude. Sometimes you don't go, and sometimes you have a kid, and they do. Does that make your kid better than you? Yes, In, in some ways, but in other ways it doesn't. In other ways it doesn't.
1: So, anyways, we had cheesy rice for dinner, and it stuck in my teeth, is what I was saying with that. It was good, though. Um, it's my sister's birthday. I have four sisters. One
0: of them had a birthday today. And so if you're listening, happy birthday. I love you very much, and I'm proud of you, and I, I'm amazed that you do the things that you do. And, ha- and she raises four kids of her own, which is amazing to me. So that's great. She runs her own business. She runs the house. She runs all that.
1: So she's pretty incredible, Um, and it's her birthday. So I almost got a bowl cut today. I almost went and got a haircut and said to bowl it out, dude. I
0: said, I'm thinking about it. I don't know if it's long enough. If you're watching on YouTube on Con Radio, this is the Connie G Show. It is exclusively on YouTube on Con Radio's YouTube channel, so you can watch this where I'm combing through my hair if you want to. Or If you just want to listen, you can listen on Conradio. Radio. Uh, I put the Connie G Show there. I put the Okay Taco Show there. I put um, those guys from Wichita there. It's all on Con Radio, but I, I also realize that it's confusing so if you just want to listen to the connie g show it's on itunes and spotify if you just want to listen to the okay taco show it's going to be on itunes and spotify too for you to find and if you just want to listen to those guys from wichita um right now it's just on con radio but um we also have a patreon con radio patreon where we you'll get all the back episodes of different shows and i got a lot of work to do on figuring out how i want that to kind of be set up moving forward because there's like thousands of episodes that we've done through different projects so anyways you could always be um aware of anything new that we're doing if you even if you just subscribe to the free side of the patreon but if you want to help us out um consider supporting the show by pledging five dollars a month on patreon so <clears throat> the
1: big news of the day i guess is that Um, the federal reserve and their wisdom decided to raise the interest rates to fight inflation. And people are like, it's so weird to me that people like are like
0: looking for reasons why we have inflation. I don't understand that at all. Um, Guys, we shut down the country for at least a year, maybe longer. And then we took out these massive uh, stimulus packages, gave a bunch of people a bunch of money, gave a bunch of businesses a bunch of money, paid for a bunch of crap that we don't even know if it does anything, whether it be um a warp speed vaccine or just information on getting vaccinated or whatever, whatever the... You know, we we decided to fill up a railroad car filled with unearned money that won't be repaid by the efforts of us because we're going to shut us down and then ship that money to wherever it goes on a bunch of crap that's unresearched uh, and we don't know how it's going to work. And it's like, well... You know, a couple years from now, we might have a lot of inflation. And people are like, oh, no, we'll figure it out before then. They can't spend, like, $7 trillion and be like, "Uh uh-oh, you know, because that's what's going to happen. Everything goes up to try to pay for our response to the past, I guess. So, I don't know. But um, Shannon and I are trying to buy this building, and we had an offer in. It's like a back and forth. And so we... I try to do my due diligence to not be taken advantage of by, and I hate it, I hate it. I just want to get the building and because it doesn't really matter. I mean, it does and it doesn't as far as the cost of it and payment and all. I mean, ultimately it doesn't matter. I got to pay it if I want it, and I think it's the perfect spot, and I think it can be something really incredible. So that's when it's like it doesn't. But you don't want to be taken advantage of, and you don't want to feel like, you haven't done this before, even if you haven't. And so you try to um, put yourself out there in a way that's like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing, even though you don't. And then they, it's just, so this is his game. And so anyways, after the inspections and all this, we threw out a number and it was immediately like, no, we can't do that. Even though the number I threw out was based on their advice. And, um, but ultimately they threw out a, finally it goes back and forth like that a couple of times. And then you get to somewhere in the middle, like always. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. I said that on Friday. That's perfect. We'll do that. You know, I don't know what closing costs are. Maybe you guys could help us out with that. I haven't heard back on that, but as far as the offer, yeah, dude, let's do it. And so we've been waiting, but so I told Shannon, it's like, they're not going to say anything until. Today, because we got to find out what the interest rate, which is almost
1: very irritating, because they have all the paperwork done for us. Again, they're the they are the seller and they are the lender.
0: So to hold off on us a couple of days just to find out, oh, we got to rake, you know, raise the, They could have had this closed Monday, but now we wait till today. We find out that the interest rate goes up. Um, three-quarters of a percent, and hey, we can close next week. I get that text today. Close next Wednesday. So it's good news that we – there's a – it's it's frightening, but we all –
1: at least to me, I can't speak – it's exciting and but, – but also frightening, all that stuff, because now it's like – you know, it's like anything else. You can sit there and talk, but once you have to actually do it,
0: and and if you're intelligent and smart, you you know everything that's got to, I mean, you know, even at the forefront of all of these obstacles that are ahead of you, once we sign those papers and get the keys and open that door, and there's it's just me and Shannon in there, and it's like, what do we do? And... All of that crap is what's been going through our heads for two months. But you also know that there's unexpected stuff that you don't know yet. But you also prepare yourself for it mentally. And then you also know that there's
1: unexpected good stuff too. So it's just a roller coaster, you know. But we have a date, you know. So that's good. It's a good thing. It was a good day for that.
0: You know, we'll close next week. We'll get our place, and
1: I don't know what all will be changing after that. Um, just a lot. Just a lot. I know that. And so it's, yeah, there is no balance in nature gummy that you can take to succeed in what we're doing in a restaurant and
0: you know even if there's a familiarity with our brand which there is in the area and a familiarity with that location being that it's not out of the ordinary it it was that you know what I mean and then so you mix the two there's a perfect combination of it being really successful but that brings its own problems of you know just supplies and inventory and Going through it and and staffing if if it's required. You know, how busy are you going to be? How busy can we be with just us two?
1: And what's the cutoff point? And is it worth... Is the return on having somebody else there worth or do you just try to minimize the... Like... You almost get to struggle. You're the conductor of it. You know, you you almost
0: get to tailor it your way if you do it right. So, but anyways, I could do a show where I just go from thought to thought on everything that needs to be done. And it would last until somebody woke me up. You know what I mean? It would just last
1: because that's how much stuff goes through your brain when you're taking on something like this. And especially
0: when you're taking on something and you're trying to set it up in a certain way. And all of it's in my head. None of it is, it's all in my head,
1: you know? And I've, I've told Shannon, I want him to be on, it was the same way with the trailer, you know? When I can explain to him my vision in a way that he's,
0: I can tell he sees it. And I'm talking about even in
1: little things, like this is how a customer, this is how it should work when the customer orders. You know what I mean? Like envision it.
0: We need to get it this way if it's not like this. You know what I mean? That kind of thing.
1: So he's very good at following my... Train of thought and knowing what I'm talking about, and so other than him, I don't you know
0: nobody else I can't even explain to anybody what it is because they're lost. you know, I could walk you through the front door, I could tell you exactly what it's going to look like. I could tell you what the outside's going to look like when you pull up. I could tell you
1: all that stuff, but you'll be lost on the first part so That's how much there is to do. And nobody understands it. Nobody gets it. In the, in the sense of our. Other than.
0: I think my wife gets it. I think that my dad. Um, is
1: starting. To understand it. I think he understands it quite a bit actually. But. I don't know if anybody realizes. The amount of. advertising and effort that we
0: put into the trailer over the past couple years
1: um, and that has given us some sort of um, people know about us in this area
0: and they know good things about us which is what you want and when you tell people back home they don't think anybody's ever eaten at our trailer so they don't understand why we would do that and
1: you can try to be uh, like we do you try to take your ego out of it for a second or and just be like well we're doing it because it's really hard
0: to serve people when it's 100 degrees out out of a trailer that's a mirror You know, they don't want to stand there in front of a mirror and be baked. So that's why we're doing it. And they're like, oh, that makes sense, kind of. But are you sure? It's like, and that wasn't even the reason. We were just trying to find one that they would understand. The reason is that's going to be freaking awesome. I mean, it's going to be awesome. And that's what, if we can get it to what it is in my head, and I can put this into Shannon's head, and I think I got it there, and we're on the same, and then he goes at me with, Hey, we should do this. This has to happen. It's like, yes. And then I think, okay, that's a good
1: idea. And that's how we can incorporate and marry these two things together. And yes. So it will be awesome. But the biggest thing that I'm trying to do is something that, you know, my dad failed at, kind of. And that failure ultimately was probably the marriage, really, that split everything up. Because he was trying to create with his children something that he could leave and it it could stay. Because
0: the person that he left it to, the succession of it, would have worked. And maybe had already been running that way, even when he was there. So that's what it's hard to do. I can't have a trailer and pull it around,
1: and nobody. You can't expect anybody to do it for nothing. You know what I mean? You can't build. You can't build it. There's. You could build it to where, like, let's go buy four more airstreams.
0: Let's do. You don't want that headache. That is. It's out of your control way too much. And there's way too many factors, and there's way too much knowledge that you have to have in so many different aspects that have nothing to do with cooking food or serving people
1: when it comes to just being a mechanic and traveling with this stuff. So, by having this restaurant, there might be a way that you can create systems that are teachable that are replicatable to where there is this growth thing if you build it the correct way and that's the big thought that's a bigger thought than and that's all hinges on the way you start
0: you know and then there's ways you can fix your screw ups as you start because you're going to screw up but you have to go into the building side of it not as this is something that I think can make money for Shannon and I or my family for me this could be a job you have to go in you have to almost go into it not thinking that that's a byproduct of what you're actually thinking what you're actually
1: thinking is how can I make this thing be a place that is my dad did it with the company i mean to have a i don't even know like an ace in the pocket whatever that is to have an ace in the hole to have
0: something to fall back on like for a lot of other people not him he was going to be there and i'm i'm here i'm doing this but he added a lot of stuff knowing I mean, throughout the history of his companies, knowing that there were people that at certain times in their lives needed some extra money, needed a
1: job, needed a plate. And the amount of times people have walked in and out of his world with no questions asked coming in and no questions asked going out. You
0: created this environment that people can always count that you'll be there to help them. And they'll have to work for it, but it's fun or it's loving or whatever it is so he did build that but he also never built it in a way to where he can be not involved you know and he kind of did with me but it's like dude i can't be involved in between your guys's stuff you know when that was all going down i can't do it anymore and so that kind of threw it
1: all and i and then i didn't want to build that I just didn't want to build that from, for Jonah. You know, I
0: could have with my thing. I did it kind of in the beginning. You know, when Shannon's like, hey, man, I need more than a day. I could work as, it's like, all right, well, we'll go find more stuff. We'll go do more stuff. And we did. We grew that. My little company, my little mowing, we were doing all kinds of stuff those first few years. Then when he had to leave and it's just me and I'm doing it after work, it's like, oh, I gotta cut this, cut this, cut this, you know, give this away
1: to people, you know. I didn't need it. I didn't want to build that. I want to go build something on my own. You know, and I want to do it with one person that's, if I have to have somebody, I'm going to, there's only one person. There's probably two. I would trust that if my dad's, I want to be involved. Like, yeah, well, you're in. Let's do it. But I don't have a lot other than Shannon as far as that I would trust. With my vision. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. And a lot of it's his. But his is. You know he's older than me. That's one thing. And. I don't know. We have to look at. We come from different
0: angles on that. It's a fun place. And I think it can work. But my thing
1: is. I want to go into it with. It is. Got the opportunity. To. be multiplied, to be bigger, to be a system. And now the only way that that can work is if the system
0: keeps the foundation and the foundation is the kind of effort that somebody like Shannon or somebody like I would give to something. So it has to be the right person that's willing to bet on themselves to do this, but it's been done before. Just not like it hasn't been done before. Clearly. There's that's why there are these big,
1: you know, chains. Because that's what it is. But it's fun. I will say that. The thought process is fun.
0: The little tricks you play in your head that nobody even knows is happening is fun. So we'll see how it goes. But anyways, next week is that. So today it was a weird day because I got that text,
1: and you know, a few months ago I bought um, Casey's. Casey was trying to make some
0: extra money or do something. He's selling his mom's jet ski for for her, and I seen it and I was like, "We used to have one just like it." And I was like, "Dude, I'll buy it! I'll buy it!" And it was, it's kind of a gift for the family. They my dad's always had them, and it's, he doesn't even ride them. You know what I mean? He doesn't care. My grandpa l- loves his, and it's fun to be with him, an 80-year-old man, cruising across some sort of lake once a year. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it is fun in that sense. But So we bought it, and then we took it to this uh, guy that my dad knows, and they worked on Basically, fuel issues. It's just sat there for four years with with fuel in it, rotting everything out. And so, a few weeks ago, I took it to Call Lake and met my dad there, and we thought it was ready to go. And so, did all the registration. Is like, oh, cool! I actually, get to ride this. It wasn't just a really expensive paperweight, and it ran like crap. I mean, it ran like crap. Could barely go over ten miles an hour. It was just bad It's like still a fuel thing and eventually though if you basically just spend the whole entire time you're riding it you just sit there and goose it you know let, give it all the throttle let off get it, and you sit over and over and over and it started going and you get to where we were going 40 mile an hour but it, you could not just keep it pegged it would die you couldn't go halfway you had to so it's fuel issue still and I was like, well, maybe I could run it. It got better and better and better as the day went on. And so then I brought it back here, and it's been sitting for a few weeks, and I was my dad's been on me to bring it back up, which is a very expensive endeavor. I'm like,, ah, maybe it works, so
1: today I went and got the best gas I could find, and mixed it up, put it in. There's a lake that I hadn't been to before. Over
0: in Stroud, and it's actually a really—it's small, but a really nice lake. There's nobody there, and had a beautiful um, dock right next to the boat ramp. So was no issue as far as backing up, pulling the boat off, driving it over to the dock, roping it up, going to your truck, pulling out. Pretty sweet little setup, actually, and also with nobody being there. But one tip I will give you if you ever are involved in um, launching a boat in the water by yourself that you don't know if it runs, keep it strapped up on the trailer
1: until you know it starts. That is because, guess what, buddy? If it doesn't,
0: then you're just floating around. <laughs> That's what happened. Because my dumbass backed it up because it ran. It started fine when we did it. So I unhooked it, gave myself a little kick off the trailer and pushed it out and I'm just floating around and hitting that starter and we ain't starting. I was like, oh no, I run this battery out Um, before it starts. I got to like swim it back over to the trailer. Oh boy. So luckily it did finally fire and got it started and, and got the truck out and then drove it around and it did the same thing. And I never actually got it to run, even with better gas. I never got to run it, even as good as we did in call. So I got to take it back. But uh, I got to get that bowl cut, dude, because that's the goal. You know, if I have this jet ski, I want to um, replicate the gentleman from the documentary series Tiger King that rode that jet ski. And he had a bowl cut, and he come pulling up with Eye of the Tiger playing. And that's what I want. But this thing's got to be running good because I got to do a couple donuts, a little whoop-de-whoops. So I rode around for a few hours today. Just, I mean, my I'm sore from, my thumbs are sore from sitting there going back and forth on this throttle trying to get it to, you know, shoot whatever gunk is stuck in that carburetor out of it and let me fly
1: around that lake like I'm supposed to. So it never happens. So we got to take it back. But either way, We'll get it. I didn't really have anything else. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about. There's a new show on Hulu that, that you probably have watched, but if not, I will
0: recommend it. Um, It's called The Patient. It has Steve Carell in it, and it has, like, I don't know, Bim- Bimber Cumberbatch or whatever. I don't even know if that's him. It's got an actor you've seen before, but you won't know his name. It's not Steve Carell. And so what happens in this show is this actor that you have seen before was a um, psychiatric patient of Steve. Steve was a psychiatrist and had people come into his office. And this was one of the men that come into his office. And he had all kinds of issues and stuff about depression and all that stuff, but um, he never really opened up to Steve. And so what happened is eventually this guy abducted Steve Carell and chained him to a bed in a basement and then said, hey, we're going to start doing all my, uh, I want to be your patient. I want you to help me, but I need to tell you actually what I am. And is a serial killer. And I think it's kind of like... I don't know if it's based on a serial killer. It might be based on Son of Sam or something. Um, It's like based in the 70s. It's set in the 70s or something. It seems. Even that might not even be true. But uh, no, it's not. It can't be true. It's set now, but the basement's from the 70s, I guess. The setting of the basement. And so... You know, all of you could imagine how a script would play out that way where a serial killer abducts his psychiatrist, brings him to his house, and chains him up to a bed in the basement, and then has them do their sessions as he's trying to resist the urge to
1: go commit these crimes again. And it's. That part's interesting, and then there's also
0: the part where then he abducts another guy, another fella, throws him in the bathroom, and so when this guy's at work, he just works a normal job. the serial killer when this guy's at work, he just leaves Steve Carell chained to a bed and a man in the bathroom that's all tied up that can talk though and hear and so and it was some restaurant tour guy that he had chained up that
1: got mad at him because this guy's like a health inspector, which is funny. He's a big foodie. So anyways. Basically you have Michael Scott trying to tell
0: this real skinny guy, like not to kill people, and he's gotta figure out a way to do it. And it's not that I mean it's it is an interesting show. It's it's a good show. Um there's a few graphic things in it but not enough to push me away from it and typically this guy kills um just adults, adult men and he feels justified by doing it and so there's a little Dexter element to it and I I I'm on board with that kind of thing but the best part of this is that the reason you have to watch is the the thing that this guy gets comfort in is Kenny Chesney music, the serial killer. Um, he's part of the Barefoot Army, and he's part of all these message boards and all these um, you know, different Kenny Chesney fan club things where they tour with, you know, go, like, groupies or whatever, go watch Kenny Chesney. And then, you know, he'll commit a murder when he's there, maybe. Or maybe not. Maybe he's just so happy to be listening. And there's a really intense scene in this latest episode where his mom's there. She's upstairs, and she knows there's two people down there. But she's hoping that, and she knows he's killed all these other people, and knows he's a psycho, and knows she created that. But she's also hoping that Steve Carell can fix him. So she wants him to be there.
1: And she comes trundling down the stairs and stops this this guy, this murderer guy, from murdering the dude that was in the bathroom. And to calm down, the guy goes upstairs and cranks up Kenny Chesney. It's hilarious. I mean, I've always felt like if you listen to that kind of music, something's wrong with you, and I guess it, it's
0: funny that they wrote that into this. So... I implore you to watch it. Um, give it a try, at least. It's, it's decent. It's on Hulu, so it's probably free. But, um, anyways, that's the news of the day, guys. Um, I have a couple other thoughts, but I don't know if I want to get into
1: them too much. Probably not. I'll get into them tomorrow. Do a show tomorrow. So, that's what's happening. Um,
0: kind of down today, but that's okay read my note again, be positive,
1: love yourself, you can do it. You guys can all do it too. So with that being said, have an okay day and don't let your meatloaf. Listen to Kenny Chesney.